0: Welcome to week 13's episode of the Lone Road iRacers podcast with me, your host, Guy Robertson. So our first subject this week, I kind of pondered on what to do. Then I thought, well, we've got a a very, very iconic track coming up uh, for uh, probably quite a lot of series road races um, next week, the Nürburgring so our first subject start is going to be a real in-depth look at the mighty ring Now before we start this uh, uh, topic, I want to apologise for my German speaking ability, I'm going to do my best with the pronunciation, so bear with us as we go through this section. So the Nürburgring is a 15,000 person capacity motorsport complex located in the town of Nürburg, Palatinate, Germany. It features a Grand Prix racetrack built in 1984 and a long Nordisch Schliff North Loop track which was built in the 1920s around the village and medieval castle of Nürburg in the Eiffel Mountains. The North Loop is 20.830 kilometres or 12.943 miles long and has more than 3000 metres or 1000 feet of elevation changed from its lowest to its highest point. Jackie Stewart nicknamed the track the Green Hell. Originally, the track featured four configurations, the 28.265 kilometre or 17.563 mile long Gesamstreck, which which means whole course, which in turn consisted of 22.835 kilometres or 14.18 miles, the Nordish Schliff or north loop and the 7.745 kilometre sudschlieff which means south loop. There is also a 2.281 kilometre or 1.417 mile warm up loop called zeoschlieff or finish loop or bestonschlieff concrete loop around the pit area. Between 1982 and 1983, the start-finish area was demolished to create a new GP strike, which is now used for all major and international racing events. However, the shortened Nordish Sliff is still in use for race testing and public access. So where did all where did all this start? So between 1925 and 1939. In 1907, the first and race was held on one of Tunis sorry on the one off Tunis circuit at 117 kilometers or 73 mile made up of public roads starting between the towns of Wellhelm and Solberg just north of Frankfurt. In the early 1920s, ADAC Effelren races were held on the twisty 33.2 kilometers or 20.6 mile. Nidigan public road circuit near Cologne and Bonn. Around 1925 the construction of a dedicated racetrack was proposed just south of the Niddigen circuit around the ancient castle of the town of Nurberg, following examples of Italy's Monza and Targa Florio courses and Berlin's Avers yet with a different character. The layout of the circuit in the mountains was similar to the Targa Florio event one of the most important motor races at that time. The original Nürburgring ring was to be showcased for German automotive engineering and racing talent. Construction of the track designed by Ekler bear with me here, from Ravensburg, led by architect Gustav Eckler, began in September in 1925. The track was completed in the spring of 1927 and the adac ethel Renan races were continued there. The first races took place on the 18th of June 1927, showed motorcycles and sidecars, and were won by Tony Ullman on an English 350 Velo set. The cars followed a day later and Rudolf Cariciola was the winner of, uh, winner of the over 5000cc class, in a Mercedes-Benz compressor. In addition, the track was open to the public in the evening and on weekends as a one-day toll road. The entire track consisted of 174 bends prior to 1971 changes and averaged eight to nine meters in width. The fastest time ever around the full Streck was by Lois Chiron at an average speed of 112.31 kilometers per hour or 69.79 miles per hour in his Bugatti. In 1929, the full Nürburgring ring was used for the last time in major racing events. As future Grand Prix would be held only on the Nordisch Schliff. Motorcycles and minor races primarily used the shorter and safer Sudschliff. Memoral pre war races at the circuit featured the talents of early ringmeister or ringmasters such as Rudolf Caracciola, Tazio Nivali and Bern Rosemeyer. Nineteen forty seven to nineteen seventy, the Green Hell. After World War II, racing resumed in 1947 and in 1951 the Nordisch Schleif or the Nürburgring again became the main venue for the German Grand Prix as part of the Formula One World Championship with the exception of 1959 when it was held by the Avis in Berlin. A new group of Ringmeister rose to dominate the race. Albert Ascari Juan Manuel Fangio, Sterling Moss, Jim Clark, John Surtees, Jackie Stewart and Jackie Ike uh, were the new Ringmasters. On the 5th of August in 1961, during practice of the 1961 German Grand Prix, Phil Hill became the first person to complete a lap of the Schliff in under 9 minutes, with a lap of 8 minutes 55.2 seconds. In the, Ferrari Sharkn- uh, sorry, in the Ferrari 156 Sharknose Formula One car. Over half a century later, even the highest performing road cars still have difficulty breaking eight minutes with a professional race driver or one very familiar with the track. Also, several rounds of the German Motorcycle Grand Prix were held, mostly on the 7.7 kilometre Sudschleif. But the Hockenheim Ring and the Souti de De Ring were the main sites for Grand Prix motor racing. In 1953, the ADAC 1000km Nürburgring race was introduced, an endurance race and sports car racing event that counted towards the World Sports Car Championship for decades. The 24 hours Nürburgring for touring cars was added in 1970 and we all look forward to that on iRacing, I know we do. By the late 1960s, the Nordish Leaf and many other tracks were becoming increasingly dangerous for the latest generation of F1 cars. In 1967 a chicane was added before the start-finish straight called Hoherain in order to reduce speeds at the pit lane entry. This made the track 25 metres or 27 yards longer. Even this change, however was not enough to keep Stuart from nicknaming it the Green Hell. Following his victory in 1968 German Grand Prix amid a, a driving rainstorm and thick fog, in 1970, after the fatal crash of Piers Courage at Zandvoort, the F1 drivers decided at the French Grand Prix to boycott the Nurburgring unless major changes were made, as they did as they did at Spa the year before. The changes were not possible on short notice and the German GP was moved to Hockenheimring, which had already been modified. Moving on to the era of 1971 and 1983. In accordance with the demands of the F1 drivers, the Nordischliff was reconstructed by taking out some bumps, moving out some sudden jumps, particularly at Brookshen and installing Armco safety barriers. The track was made straighter, following the race line, which reduced the number of corners. The German GP could be hosted at the Nürburgring again, and was for another six years from 1971 to 1976. In 1973, the endurance into the into the dangerous and bumpy Callard corner was made slower, so the entrance, not the endurance, <laughs> uh, by adding another left-hand corner, the fast Menzfeld sweeping corner. Safety was improved again later on by removing the jumps on the long main straight on widening it and taking away the bushes right next to the track at the main straight which made the section of the Nürburgring dangerously narrow. A second series of three more F1 races were held until 1976 however primarily due to its length of over 22 kilometres or 14 miles and the lack of space due to its situation on the sides of the mountains Increasing demands by the F1 drivers and the FISCSI Commission were too expensive or impossible to meet. For instance, by the 1970s, the German Grand Prix required five times the marshals and medical staff as a typical typical F1 race, something the German organisers were, were unwilling to provide. Additionally, even the 1971 modifications, it was still possible for cars to become airborne off the track. The Nürburgring was also unsuitable for the Begoing te- television market. Its fast expanse made it almost impossible to effectively cover a race there. As a result, early in the season, it was decided that the 1976 race would be the last one held on the old circuit. Nicky Lauder, the reigning world champion and only person ever to lap the full 22.835 or 14.18 miles Nordischliff in under 7 minutes, proposed to the other drivers that they boycott the circuit in 1971. Lauder wasn't only concerned about the safety arrangements and the lack of marshals around the circuit, he also did not like the prospect of running the race in another rainstorm. Usually when that happened... Some parts of the circuit were wet and other parts were dry, which is what conditions of the circuit were for that race. The other drivers voted against the idea and the race went ahead. Lada crashed in his Ferrari coming out on the left hand kink before Berg work after a new magnesium component on his Ferrari's rear suspension failed. He was badly burned as his car was still loaded with fuel in lap 2. The was saved by the combined actions of fellow drivers Artio Mazzaro, Guy Edwards, Brett Lunger, and Harold Ertel. The crash also showed that the track's distances were, were too long for regular fire engines and ambulances. Even though the Ons Chaffee, one second was equipped with a Porsche 911 rescue car, uh, uh, the old Nürburgring ring never hosted another F1 race again. As the German Grand Prix was moved to Hockenheim Ring from 1977, the German Motorcycle Grand Prix was held for the last time on the old Nurburgring in 1980, also permanently finally moving to Hockenheim. By its very nature, the Nordschleife was possible to make safe its old configuration. It soon became apparent that it would only to would have to be completely overhauled if there was any prospect of Formula One returning there. The Rings administration and race organisers were not willing to provide the enormous expense of prov- providing the number of marshals needed for a Grand Prix, up to six times the, the amount the most other circuits needed. With this in mind, in 1981, work began on a 4.556 kilometre or 2.831 mile long new circuit, which was built on and around the old pit area. At the same time, a bypass shortened the Nordish Schliff to 20,832 kilometres, or 22.944 miles. With an additional small pit lane, this version was used for races in 1983. An example of that is a 1,000-kilometre Nürburgring endurance race. Our construction work was going on nearby. Dur- during qualifying for that race, the late Stefan Belloffs at a lap time of 6 minutes 11.13 seconds for the 24.8 kilometer or 12.9 mile uh, Nordic lift in its porsche 956 this version of the circuit um averaging a five point one nine five four six average for the or 145 miles on june the 29th in 2018. Meanwhile, more runoff areas were added. at corners like Ehrenberg and Brushen were finally, where originally they were just embankments protected by Armco barriers. The track surface was made safer in some spots where there has been some nasty bumps and jumps. Racing line markers were added to the corners all around the track as well. Also, bushes and hedges at the edges of the corners were taken out and replaced with Armco and grass. The former Sudschlieff has never been modified uh, in 1970-71 and was abandoned a few le- years later in favour of the improved Norgie It is now mostly gone, in part due to construction of the new circuit, or converted to a normal public road. But since 2005, a vintage car event has been hosted on the old track layout, including part of the parking area. For me, the Radical uh, starts on the Nürburgring uh, next week, the final week of the season. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you've enjoyed that insight into this epic track. Um, and I hope uh, you you know the track. Go and race it. It takes a while to learn it. Uh, and I'll see you maybe in a fence, in an arm barrier, or hopefully on the winning rostrum next week. Mm-hmm. Our second subject tonight is a bit of a follow-up from uh what has been released so far in regard to the new bmw um and its effect into the imsa class so there's a video that actually i uh greg west has um posted uh it's called gt3 and L- lmp2 class update season one 2023 So uh, get yourselves on either the forums in iRacing to see it. You'll see that there's a posting in there. Um, But basically to summarize what is coming. So they've gone into some detail. So for the GT3, there is a new damage model on all GT3s. Ground up reworking, calibration with real-world GT3 drivers. Tyres, it says, are sharper. Feel more uh, defined limits. existing setups will likely fail. So if you spent lots of money or lots of time creating your setups, they will no longer work when the new models come out in the new upcoming build. Greater influence of driving style on tyre life, more progressive tyre degradation with less initial drop-off but more track-dependent trajectory. Tires will only be able to tires will only be able to single stint in the majority of classes, so that's interesting. Very hot temps and low track rubber, just making one stint may require managing just to make it to the end of one stint. So it looks they like had a complete overall of the tire model, really. Complete overall of the BOP, revised brake pads. And here, this is the important bit, Nordic specific rules package with 75 millimetres ride height. Um, so that means that if you have got those setups, it will fail technical. Tire changes and refueling will be simultaneous, potentially a, a big deal for planning driver stints in endurance races. You may not double stint tires, but back-to-back stints will be important. LMP2. That will also get the new damage model more compliant over bumps and drivable like at the limit. Weight and power changes to slow the car down, like the real world. So that's more insight into that they've overpowered the current LMP2, and to be able to get the new BMW uh, uh, car into the IMSA setup, they're going to have to slow the LMP2 down slightly. So. new bmw was obviously the 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 fastest car on the track so that's that's good news i haven't seen any new other insights into releases for uh road racing through the upcoming build coming soon but gt3s lmp2s big changes heading your way hope you enjoy To close uh, this uh, episode, we're going to go through what you're going to be racing in the final week of 2022. Personally, I can't believe how quick it's gone this season. Uh, I've struggled, but I'm definitely recovering from an I-rated point of view. So here we go, listeners. So Skippy, your final week will be on Long Beach. Advance Mazda, you're on Sandown. Formula V, Summit Point. Classic Lotus Road America, SimLab Challenge Laguna Seca, Touring Car. You're also on Laguna Seca, Ferrari GT3. All the way to Japan for Fuji, IRO4 Suzuka, Formula Redo 2.0 finds its way to the Red Bull Ring, SCCA Spec Racer Okiyama, Porsche Nurburgring Combined. IMSA, you find your way to Daytona International Speedway. Mazda MX5, your final race for the season is on Laguna Seca. Mission R, Nurburgring Combined. Radical, Nurburgring Nordischleif Industrial. Grand Prix, you're on Spa. F3, Barcelona. GT4, Laguna Seca. Grand Prix Legends, Mount Panorama. Formula Renault 3.5, Philip Island. LMP2, Daytona. And finally, for this season, GT Sprint finds yourself racing at the Red Bull Ring. So, enjoy your final week. Make sure your safety is above two, or you will get demoted going into the end of week 13 just a reminder folks laters I'll see you on the track soon bye for now